When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a serious disc agreement. My name is Alexi Toliopoulos and joining me on this podcast as always is Blake Howard. Oh my goodness, Alexi Toliopoulos. Thank you for joining me and us joining together to spin these discs, baby, to appraise them. These beautiful physical media relics that we are curating and touching and caressing and uh, and today is no different because we have another glorious umbrella entertainment sunburnt screen a true gem that i saw you gushing about because you got to it just before me and i thought with that level of gush i must check it out what is this little morsel that we're talking about today for some folks this little australian like unheralded classic yeah, this is a movie that I've known about for maybe my entire life, but it was a first-time watch for me. It is a film directed by Nadia Tass. The film is Malcolm, starring Colin Friels. is a quirky, odd, indie, charming little comedy slash crime caper. Uh, And it's kind of had a reputation in Australia as being an oddball film. And Australia loves to celebrate its oddball films, especially in the 80s and 90s. Yes. And this film comes out in 1986, just as Australia is about to have almost like its second renaissance in film, a second win, if you will, during the late 80s and early 90s and all throughout the 90s really of independent cinema in this country um and what i found really fascinating and charming about this movie was oh it was kind of everything i was absolutely charmed by this film it's it's a word i'm going to use a lot when discussing malcolm because it's so sweet and kind it's a very kind movie yes and that's really the best way that I can describe it. It's a very kind movie. It stars Colin Friels as uh, what we would now call a neurodivergent person, someone who would land somewhere on the autism spectrum, who's a loner, who loves working with his gadgets, like creating like little train set scenarios and inventing cars and vehicles. And he is left in charge of himself. His parents have passed away. And he then has to bring in roommates to live with him. The roommates happen to be petty criminals. And <laughs> Malcolm kind of gets swept up into their lives as well in a way that is very, very sweet. And it's not something I anticipated. Blake, had you ever seen Malcolm before? Had you ever heard of Malcolm before? Never heard of it. Never seen it. It was one that had completely missed me. And since then, again, in the way that we do on this show, like diving into like learning more about it, seeing how deeply loved it is. And, you know, um, the once great 
institution, um, Sydney institution and Melbourne, but mainly Sydney institution of Popcorn Taxi, who used to do these sort of Q and A's for cult films and and you know friends friends of everything one eight minute productions the great Oscar Hillstrom the former host and and man with that um, I, I started looking at all this stuff and I was just like man this movie it. it I felt like it was unheralded because it had missed me, but uh, the more that I learnt about it, the more that I'm like, oh no, there are people who love this movie, and mm. it it kind of got, it's definitely got a, a, a hardcore fandom out there. They're going to hear me say that and like not be able to believe that I haven't seen it, but just let you know, like I I'm very late to this party, but please let me come to the party. <laughs> please let me stay. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie that I understand is like quite deeply beloved, like enough for it to have always popped up and kind of be like a bit of a cult favorite. Mm. I would say it's the flip side of the coin of a film that we've covered here on this podcast before, and we dedicate an episode of Total Reboot, Australian Psychopaths to, which is Bad Boy Bubby. Yeah. Like it's the kind of kind, or more overtly kind mm. uh, sister film to Bad Boy Bubby, I would say. And a lot of that is to do with like the soul of director Nadia Tass. Like this film is dedicated to her brother, um, who was someone like Malcolm, who would have been like, and he was considered like a loner and oddball, and now would be recognized as someone who would be on the autism spectrum. But he passed away, he died. And this kind of film was her love letter to her brother and a way to kind of keep her brother alive. And to kind of show his life and show representation of his life. And I was so touched to learn that because so the beautiful. film, once you know that the, the film makes even more sense, like why this film is so sweet and so caring and so tender yet so funny and idiosyncratic and esoteric in like its sense of humor as well. It's a very specific tone and it's just full of such warmth and love. And I think, understanding that this movie is a tribute to someone who is deeply beloved really it's so moving and it's so evident and i'm so glad i could finally come to malcolm because the only thing i'd really known of it was there's a one iconic image attached to this movie which is this little car splitting yeah. in half yeah. and then these two separate sides of a car driving down the street they basically become motorbikes with like the exterior of a car body attached to them or half exterior of a car body <laughs> And I've seen that image before. I've seen it as the poster. I've seen it as a DVD cover. I've seen it around, like, you know, if you're going through Acme, the Australian uh, Center for the Moving Image, like, there's pictures of this everywhere. Yeah. This is associated with Australian cinema, this image. But seeing it actually happen on screen in the context of the movie is truly a testament to movie magic. It was so pure to finally see it happen I, I I was left a little floored by it to finally <laughs> see an iconic image happen in front of my eyes and just getting it and seeing like how cool it was and seeing why it has like this enduring legacy as an image. It's so funny that there are certain Australian images and just certain images in movie making in general. Like we've, we we have, mm. if you're engaging in social media, you might've heard of the thing called One Perfect Shot. The great kids at Film School Rejects from Canada developed this idea where they would take these like beautiful compositions from cinema and create them as still shots or like these very short gifs that you would see or gifs mm. if, if that's who you are and you want you to pronounce, gotta be correct about um, it. I don't like what, it whatever, bro. Whatever are you in your gif, bro. Um, but um, 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 I don't gif a hell about it. No. Um, but what I would say is, uh, it there is something about this shot that I saw and I never associated it with Malcolm. Like I've seen this shot before in existence. 
And when you see it happen, there is something like cinema is about moving images. Like when it happens, the energy, the tone, the silliness, the the actual practical, not the movie with Nicole Kidman, Sandra Bullock, but I'm going to say the mo- the practical mm. magic of the scene unfolding. Um, it's really special. And there's something about a movie that is in on its own joke that I love in that these are kind of bumbling, this bumbling misfits, this whole crew. It's not just Malcolm. It's his strange misfits of, you know, these folk who are eventually drawn to Malcolm and they've had a hard life and they've been doing it pretty tough. And they find this sort of, I don't know, this like kinship and care and this sort of lovable, like hodgepodge of a new formed family about them. And in some of the most silly moments of this movie, like there's a scene where, uh, which I, I I can't, I don't want to completely spoil, but there's a scene with a security guard and some rubbish bins that is (laughs) so silly. It had me kind of giggling, warmly laughing. Like it, like when I watch my kids do something silly and it's funny and they don't realize how funny they're being. And this thing knows it's funny and it's just it's just yeah. delightful, Alexi. I had such a such a wonderful experience watching this movie. It's 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 special. Yeah, it's one that I will like already anticipating another rewatch Definitely. and enjoying it even more because it's just like a sweet delight. And, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to a certain portion of the audience because I know there's a lot of listeners of my podcast that happen to be young Greek Australians. And this is directed by a, young, a Greek Australian woman, Nadia Tass. And her brother obviously was Greek as well. And you're going to hear a lot of Melbourne Greek voices throughout this movie because it's a lot of her friends and family join in to play like small minor characters that pop up. And that is special to us, okay? <laughs> Greek Australos listening to this podcast. Now, now also... I am, if I am anything, I am an, I would find myself an expert in the heist film. And Mm -hmm. this movie has bulldozed its way into the pantheon of like one of the great, one of a, a really terrific, like backward heist movie. Because at the end of the day, this hilarious, Malcolm's hilarious antics with his, you know, with the people that are in his life, um, uh, you know, uh, Lind- Lindy Davies and John Hargraves are his main co-stars in the movie. Um, uh, who- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply who play a Frank and Judith who are a couple and they live with Malcolm and, and they're both freaking excellent. Like superb. Both two great character actor performances in this film. Just superb. And they, be, and they, because Frank is a former prison inmate and has uh, maybe had a bit of a, a life on the outskirts of society and has occasionally maybe dabbled in some bank robberies, Malcolm, you know, has a kinship with Frank and decides to help him with these things. And so it becomes, a kind of secret heist movie. And what is better than a movie? What is better than as a movie? Almost there's nothing kind of better in my mind than heists because a heist is 
a film is a heist. It is a plan A and a plan B and a plan C and things going wrong and things going right and these technical wonders that happen in front of our eyes. And so, yeah, I think there's something so pure about that and this movie kind of turning into that, I was like, man, this is so wonderful. It's just like another element of like why this movie is immediately going to be something that I revisit because, you know, I, 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 I have a column that's, you know, in process with a great publication called Vague Visages. Our first, my first column on the great heist movies was the movie heist by David Mamet. And I feel great like, film. I feel like QV, who's the great editor of that site, maybe one day is going to get a pitch in his inbox. that's <laughs> going to be about a great heist movie called Malcolm, which is so much more than a heist movie, but very much a heist movie. Absolutely. And I would say as far as like the actual experience of the sunburnt screen release of Malcolm, it is as always, as the, all the other releases are in this label, it is superb. This new 4K restoration of Malcolm makes Brunswick look so beautiful. I love seeing films set in Melbourne and I love seeing like those kind of cool blue deeply grey kind of gummy Australian skies and the way that Melbourne City looks in this film. And it also sounds fantastic. Right. This film has uh, not really a score. It's kind of it's soundtrack music from a 1980s band called Penguin Cafe Orchestra. This was a band that I grew up with a lot because my dad would play the <laughs> records for me and the CDs in the car. And they're kind of like experiment. They feel, always have felt like experimental soundtrack music. I think they've even had like, you know, songs that... There's one song in here that's like called Rubber rubber band and telephone line and it's like just that do 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 like the sound of like a waiting call line and then they build a song around it and it's in the movie as well and so to hear penguin cafe orchestra come to life with malcolm did not know that they were going to be the soundtrack to this and i've never thought i'd ever get to talk about them on a podcast (laughs) in my entire life it was really a treat i think actually now i'm thinking about it there's a connection here um Napoleon Dynamite also uses Penguin Cafe, oh uh, Penguin Cafe Orchestra, uh, in like a climactic scene, and I think there's a little bit of shared DNA between Malcolm and uh, Napoleon Dynamite, not just in the oral sense. Either. I would be extremely shocked if Napoleon Dynamite, the filmmakers behind that, had not seen Malcolm. Now, retrospectively, I'm like, it's got to say, it 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 looks at the world. And almost everyone in the world is a misfit. Like there is not a mm. there is not a complete straight arrow in any part of this movie, um, and even in parts of the movie that it has to kind of adhere to some semblance of logic. Like just like Napoleon Dynamite, it kind of like then takes a hard right turn and yeah. goes, "Yeah, we're good. Like we're just in our this is a, this is our fantastical vision of this world. We're in Malcolm's world, just like we're in Napoleon's mm. world." Um, so yeah, it's just everything that is coming through his eyes um, and the way that he views the world is just so so precious. And I think this disc is also, like many of the other Sunburnt screen releases, loaded with special features. Oh. We've got some wonderful commentaries. We've got some great featurettes with uh, writer David Parker and some Q&As with Nadia Tass as well. But one that I really did enjoy was a little featurette called Where Was It Filmed? 
And this is hosted by uh, just a big film nerd and YouTuber, um, someone who I wasn't familiar with before, but I think they were perfect for this little <laughs> special feature because they're just going around to like all the locations in Melbourne from Malcolm and showing like side by sides. But there's also a lot of personality to this special feature. It's just a very sweet lo-fi nicely produced special feature that explores the film from the perspective of a very passionate fan who gets a chance to wander around the streets of Melbourne. It's uh, It was really, really nice. Oh, I'm utterly charmed by this entire release and I'm so glad I finally got to catch up with Malcolm. Look, I c- we cannot recommend highly enough everything that Sunburnt Screens is doing, particularly this one. Um, there's nothing like a surprise for Alexi and I when it comes to anything that we're looking at. So check it out whenever you can. It's available now. Man, this has been another great little morsel of serious disagreement. We're just going to leave this little this little ode, this little shrine to Malcolm here as one individual episode for you guys to listen to. Check it out. Mm-hmm. If you're in lockdown in Sydney or in Melbourne or anywhere in Australia or anywhere in the world at this crazy time, available online, check it out. Also, if you're not a physical media collector and you are curious about Malcolm, it currently is on Netflix as well at the moment. So it's even more accessible than ever. If you want to have a taste before going in, or if you just want to catch up with it immediately after you've listened <laughs> to the podcast, it is on Netflix as well. And I do think it could be the same restoration. It does still look really good on there. And the upcoming next two sunburnt screen releases have been announced. We've got another film by Nadia Tass, The Big Steel, starring Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. Which is... a teen movie kind of crimey capery film i've been meaning to catch up with my whole life as well and now i get to do it this is another this is a very melbourne seedy mendo i can't wait for this one i'm so so excited and then the one right after that is an old film and you know when we talk about australian cinema we largely start talking about it from 1972 onwards, really, with Wake in Fright. But this is one by Harry Watt. It's an ultimate classic of Australian cinema from the 1940s. It's The Overlanders, yes. starring one of the stars of Australian cinema that was probably the first to break out big, is Chips Rafferty, who yes. we know as the chief of police in Wake in Fright as well. Yeah, really looking forward to those two. We're going to definitely cover those on the show soon. More coming from um, the incredible releases of Umbrella, both in the Ausploitation Classics, um, both um, in in Sunburnt Screens. And a very, there is actually another, there's one last thing that I want to mention. We are super excited because one of the upcoming labels coming out of Umbrella is a new label called Sensual Cinema, spelt with an S-I-N for sin. The first mm-hmm. release being what I would argue is a Stone Cold classic, Showgirls from 1995. This is also a stacked release because it comes... Hugely stacked. It's stacked in a number of ways. Um, it also <laughs> has the incredible documentary, You Don't Know Me, which is definitely McHale's feature-length doco about the legacy of showgirls that features Adam Naiman, the great Canadian critic who wrote the book on why showgirls isn't as bad as everyone said it was, which is terrific. Um, so that is also coming. We uh, cannot wait um, to talk about that with you coming up. Thank you so much for listening uh, to everything we're doing on a serious disagreement. Alexi, where can people find you uh, to listen to you before our next show? 
Uh, you can listen to me on Total Reboot. I'm doing a mini series about cuisine on screen with celebrity chef Mish Orr while Cameron's taking a little break. But he's going to come back at the end of the mini series as well. We're going to tie it all up as a triumvirate. <laughs> um, and that will be wrapping up fairly soon. And also, I just hosted a panel for Melbourne International Film Festival. It should be still online. It is a Melbourne talk session about pandemic and lockdown viewing uh, with me, Osman Faruqi, Beverly Wang, and Dr. Janice Lorick. Excellent. And you guys, if you're listening to One Heat Minute Productions, Feed. You're going to be listening to Zodiac Chronicle. You're going to be hearing some terrific new episodes of Miami Nice popping back up. The most recent one came out with Anna Swanson. We have great episodes coming up with uh, more exciting film critics and, and creatives. Um, and another a terrific guest is coming up as well who I've confirmed today in a future episode, the awesome and best-selling author S.A. Crosby, who recently wrote Blacktop Wasteland, is going to be coming on the show. You would have heard him on Increment Vice with Travis Woods, but he is also a massive fiend for mojitos. Just coming to join Katie Walsh and I to talk about all of that. But we will catch you guys very soon. As always, my friend, it is a pleasure a spinning the discs with you. Like the pleasure was in fact all mine. Hi, this is Blake Howard, host and producer of One Heat Minute Productions podcast. We dive into the great and underappreciated cinematic works, often one minute or one scene at a time. Our crew of guests are some of the most wonderful filmmakers, writers, authors, and critics ever assembled. Our shows include One Heat Minute, Josie and the Podcats, All the President's Minutes, Increment Vice, and right now, Zodiac Chronicle. Check out oneheatminute.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.